Welcome to the Know, Like, and Trust show with Brittany Gardner, the podcast where we explore the world of personal branding and how to build your know, like, and trust factor up for ultimate business success. And now here's your host, Brittany Gardner. Hi, and welcome to today's show. Today, we're talking with Danielle Louise Ross. She's an actress turned marketing coach and nationally recognized speaker. She's the co-founder of Brand You Business, a coaching and education company that supports superstar solopreneurs in building a thriving business based on self-expression, service, and freedom. She's often referred to as an honest and real marketer, a nurturing coach, and recently a great talent by best-selling author and speaker Michael Port. Danielle loves showing talented, passionate professionals that client attraction can be a fun, authentic expression of who you are. We're going to jump right into Danielle's interview, where we're going to explore some of the common branding myths. As you might expect from her business name, Brand You Business, she really knows her stuff. And like me, she's seen a lot of branding myths purported. So it's fun hearing from a fellow marketer what those might be. Let's go to the show. So here we are today with Danielle Louise Ross. She is the co-founder of Brand You Business. And this one's a little unique because Danielle and I have each worked with each other in the past. I've photographed Danielle and she's coached me. And we have very similar mindsets around branding, personal branding, and a whole lot more, which we're going to be jumping into in just a few minutes. So, so glad to have you here, Danielle. Thank you so much, Brittany. I'm really excited. I think we have a few things to talk about with branding myths and how they can really detract from people's businesses, how they can put up really big walls in front of them and prevent progress. Yep, there's so many out there. And just to frame my kind of quick and dirty perspective on branding and why it's important, I like to really look at marketing and branding like they're a power couple. And they go together, they walk hand in hand, and they really multiply each other's impact in terms of clients, ideal clients, income, all of that. So if you think about marketing as being awareness, obviously people need to be aware of you to be able to buy from you. And if you think about branding as impact, then the bigger impact that you have when you get out there, whether it's online or offline, the more clients that you can attract more quickly. So just to have that in the background, I think that before I even walk into the myths, that branding is one of these things that is, it's really like your superpower, but so many entrepreneurs feel confused about it or how to really take advantage of it so that they can really stand out to the right clients. So as we talk about the myths, you're going to see the flip side of the myth is a really amazing way to focus your branding so you can work with more clients that you love more quickly. I love that power couple analogy. That really works. (laughs) (laughs) I did a talk a year, year and a half ago, and I had Beyonce and Jay-Z on the slide. You know, it's like they're both worth a lot, but when they're walking hand in hand, I don't know which one's marketing, which one's branding. It doesn't really matter. But yeah, (laughs) they really are. I mean, because the thing is, you could have the best pictures, the best website, the best videos, et cetera, et cetera. But if they're not being seen by anyone, then you still get no result, right? And then likewise, you could be pushing yourself out on every single channel. But if it's not done in an effective way, 
then people aren't going to want to work with you, even though the awareness may be really high. And awareness, if it's not done well or in an aligned way, could actually push people away from you if it's not growing your credibility. So that sort of leads me into the first myth. So we all know this one, and it's that branding is one small piece of what you're putting out there. Like branding is your logo or branding is having a website. And really, it's so much more than that. And you can probably even get from my power couple analogy that a big part of this is about being impactful and consistent. So you could have one thing that's, you could have an amazing aligned logo, but if it's on a website that's totally confusing, it's probably not going to help you as much as it really could. So you really need to think about branding is like all of the pieces of your business and who you are communicating what you want it to communicate consistently. And the big test, here's the branding test. And you you and I are both very results-oriented. We really want great results for our clients. And it's not just about taking a single photo or, uh, you know, working on one small aspect of the business. But really, it's about all of those things pulling in the right customers. That's the branding test. If the things you're putting out there are making your perfect customers want to work with you, if you're finding that your clients are excited, they're more than happy to pay your rates, etc. All of these things are great examples of getting the right feedback that your branding is working for you. And if you find that you're maybe attracting a lot of people that aren't fun to work with or aren't getting great results or are haggling of you about your pricing. Well, there's probably something that's off in your branding that maybe you're not being consistent or really taking advantage of all the things that you're putting out there when you're going out and networking or speaking or your you know, your website. A website as you know, it can be a fertile ground for business building. It also can be a, a hugely challenging piece of maybe slightly misdirected art. <laughs> you know what I mean? Where it's like, oh my gosh, we have to untangle. Your brand is is not, we're not clear about really even what you do or what you're offering or what action should we take when we get there. So it can be really, really helpful. First, just to remember that it's not one single piece, but then either to build the knowledge in yourself about how you can be effective with your brand or Find experts, mentors, coaches, resources that can help you spot where those disconnects might be so that you can get business more quickly. And again, like preaching to the choir, I know that we have both, you and I, invested a lot in ourselves and our businesses to have the right people there to help guide us and make make the business building process easier. And I think what you said about, you know, making sure that everything's consistent is so, so key here. You know, how often have you, you know, met somebody networking and they're talking about your social media presence and you go to their website and they don't have links to any of that? Or worse yet, they have links to a profile that says they do something other than what their website does. And it just really sets up that, you know, questioning and lack of trust and whatnot. Yeah, and here's a really big one in terms of being consistent and something that everybody listening can check in with themselves on right now is are you really being aligned with what your brand stands for? So if you are a social media consultant, but I go onto your any of your social media channels and you have like two likes or whatever, friends, likes, followers, whatever it is on those channels, I'm going to probably question 
the integrity of what you're standing behind because I don't see the alignment or kind of a classic example is if you're a personal trainer and the big result that you say that you are offering in your business is weight loss, but you are not maintaining your own health and you look unhealthy and maybe you're hugely overweight, it's sending a mixed message. So when we look at our personal brand, I think you're sometimes held to an even higher standard. And it doesn't mean that you have to be perfect. It's not about that. But to really look at how you're showing up, again, online, offline, in person, if you're promoting kindness, but you're being a jerk, (laughs) (laughs) then it doesn't like it doesn't add up for people. And so you're going to be pushing people away, even though you may be out there marketing a lot. So are you in alignment with your brand? Right. And I think a great story I've experienced recently is one of my clients has a business coach. And I've seen this person's ads on Facebook. And I've probably clicked over to their website at one point just to kind of check it out. And, you know, the person's message was all about, you know, heart centeredness. And they had really soft looking photos. And then my client told me that their coach was really like a go-getter and really tough and called them out on their stuff constantly. And I was just kind of taken aback. I thought that person was kind of one of those soft, nurturing coaches. And here I found out that wasn't true at all. Right. And you know what? There's nothing intrinsically wrong with them being more tough, as I know you're mentioning. It's, It's just that when you put out one thing in the forefront, and this is my brand, I'm really nurturing, I'm really heart-centered. And then people come to you and they experience the like tough go-getter, super direct, whatever that is. There can be a feeling of almost shock to it, the shift of expectation. That's why it's so important to really get to the heart of who you actually are <laughs> and put that out there so that it can be really seamless. And then you're attracting people. There's some people that want the nurturer and there's some people that want the ass kicker. And they're like, I'm ready for that. That's what I want. Well, you want to bring those people in instead of crossing your wires and then having people expect something nurturing and get something really, uh, really intense. Cool. So let's say I've done the check-in, the the test that you just recommended, and I've gone through my brand. You know, I'm personally all about igniting your brand, you know, bringing light to where you need to bring it. And I can be a bit blunt, so I'm cool with the fire analogy and all of that fun stuff. So I've just checked in. I've made sure that everything's aligned. I think everything's good. So I'm I'm done, right? So yeah, the second thing is that you're never really done with branding. The myth is that branding happens once, you know, you decide, okay, I want to, I want my brand to be really spot on and you do a course or you go to an agency or hire that coach or whatever it might be. You put the money down, you're branded and you're taken care of for life. And the truth is it's not really like that. It can be extremely helpful to, again, you know, to surround yourself with the experts, the mentors, the people that you really trust to help you polish things up, especially if you don't have a lot of experience in branding yourself. And then it's important to know that this is really an organic process. So even if you today, I waved a magic wand and you had the most aligned killer website, pictures, packages, programs, all of that, there would likely come a time three months from now, six months from now, a year from now, that you feel like things are shifting and changing. Maybe your programs don't feel totally aligned anymore. Maybe the like the true focus of your work 
is going to another level, new level of depth or a slightly different focus. Or maybe your ideal client is evolving. So who was ideal when we first waved that magic wand is maybe not quite so ideal anymore. Maybe there's a new client emerging for you. I was actually just talking to a colleague the other day, and it was a really interesting conversation because he spent many years branding his business around helping men with confidence. And lately, there's been this tidal wave of interest from women. And it excited him and also scared him (laughs) tremendously because it's so different from what his brand was built around. And yet it keeps happening. Women keep coming up to him and wanting him to help them. And they're ready. They want to pay him. I mean, and so you have to keep listening. If you shut yourself down to that because you decided you've already been branded, there's opportunity. There's incredible impact. There's a flow of abundant income that's right there for him if he's open to it. And it's going to require an adjustment in his brand if he wants to follow that. So it really is an organic process. So what do you think happened with that client or colleague of yours? You know, did he shift something in his messaging that started attracting a completely different segment or maybe the needs around him changed and you know, he's just noticing it? Oh, that's such a good question. Well, I can tell you what it was for this person. And it's, it's different for all of us because sometimes it is really that we've changed and we start putting a new you know, energy out there. When you are constantly developing yourself, it's going to come out in your brand if you let it in a really good way. What I recognized from this conversation, so this is like a, a unique case study, and I'm really glad that you asked me because I think it's going to be a really amazing story for other people to hear about, was that there were kind of marketing and branding rules when he was starting out many years ago that he felt like he had to niche in a certain way. You know, a lot of us are told, like, you've got a niche, you've got a niche, but maybe we're going to do it just because we want to check that box. And so at the time, he felt like working with men was going to be more viable for him. And he enjoyed it and it got him to a certain point. And he's not dropping those clients today or tomorrow. But when we chatted, we had this amazing catch up conversation. And, and I can't really turn my branding this off as I know you can't either when you're talking to people. I can't just be like, now we're friends. I'm going to turn it off. It's just all the time I see. There's a, a quote by Emerson that is, this is how I work. And it's who you are speaks so loudly. I can't hear what you're saying. And I feel like when I sit down with people and I talk with people, I just see beyond the words and, and really can see sort of the heart of who they are. And so when we touched on that, partly because we were at a conference together and all these women were coming up to him. When we touched on that, it really was a deeper conversation of he sort of always knew that was who his, I don't know, I'm going to use cheesy words, so bear with me, like soul tribe really was women always. But there was a fear of stepping into that and a kind of intellectual choice that it would be better to go with men. And he doesn't regret that time. He's done incredible work helping male clients. And yet, I think part of his even deeper purpose has been to work with women. That's really interesting. Yeah. In this case study, I would say it was always there. And that's why it can help to 
work with people that are not just checking the branding boxes and going, okay, pick a niche. Okay, do this. Okay, do that. But really taking a holistic look at who you are and what seems in alignment for you because it is more than just checking boxes, you know, and sometimes those things can be spotted sooner. But when I sat down with him, it was pretty undeniable. And there was a there was some choked upness that happened as we talked about the real tribe and seeing the signs that that was really always maybe the deeper path. What I find really interesting in this case study is, you know, having talked with him, you think that was always there. And I'm wondering from, you know, the outsider's point of view, if as he got so comfortable in his business and became more more helpful, you know, more experienced in working with the male segment, that he became so comfortable and, you know, maybe not bored per se, but he he wanted something more and he started leaning more in that direction of the thing, the soul tribe that was already there, that he started attracting and had the energy shift. I'm wondering if it was very simple, just that. Yeah, well, you know, you're very intuitive. And so it's interesting that you said the word bored, because actually that is what was coming up for him. And it was very confusing for him to be such a helper, such a healer, such a rallier for people, and then have this experience of sometimes being in a an enrollment conversation and speaking with the male clients and feeling a kind of lack of excitement that was confusing. So I was actually one of the cues, one of the kind of triggers of, hey, I need to look relook at this again. And then, you know, it was interesting because at the end of our conversation, this is kind of falls in, into that umbrella of branding myths. And it wasn't one I planned on sharing, but organically, I would love to say is that when we finished our conversation, he was like, okay, so now I need to do a bunch of market research about women. And I was like, whoa, 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 hold on. <laughs> hold on. I mean, isn't the market research already there? Haven't you been seeing the clues all along? Haven't there been all these women coming up to you this entire event? Isn't that the market research? And so sometimes we can get into this trap where we feel like we need to do more to prove something that we already know is true. And I I recently heard a Seth Godin interview, you know, he's super popular, obviously marketing guru guy who's been out on the scene for a long time. And I really loved what he said as, as as a rebellious marketing coach myself. I love that he said, basically screw market research. He said, you know, I I don't do much market research. There's a point where you get in touch with listening to what people are wanting and you take ownership that you are a visionary and a creator and you create from that space. And you don't need to do loads of market research to create something that is what the world needs. You just need to trust yourself and listen. Yeah. Market research is great if you're feeling very cautious, but if you know there's a need for something, if you really want to put it out there, you know, test it with a few clients. If you get someone that bites, I think that's pretty good research results right there. Right. Especially if you're noticing like people already really want to pay me to do this. (laughs) Like, okay, proof of concept done. Right. It's that simple. That's good affirmation right there. Yeah, that's it. That's what it's all for. Instead of what I don't know what he really thought as market research. But I think that a lot of times we when we get those signs that feel so aligned that we can, for whatever reason, I don't know if it's fear of success or the momentum or whatever it is, but create things to slow the process down instead of just going for it. 
Well, and that can be a sign of fear creeping up. And, you know, there's there's so many things we do to stop ourselves. You know, having the branding check boxes is just one of them, of course. But, you know, market research falls right in there. You can research and research and research and always put off making that decision and pulling the trigger. And in some ways, it's easier to do that. And then in a lot of ways, it's way harder. I love the quote, fear is the only thing that when we walk toward it gets smaller. So the more we just go and jump, then the smaller fear is. And the more we hold on and hold back, the more we want to hold on and hold back because it just gets bigger and bigger and bigger. Absolutely. So let's call that branding myth two and a half. (laughs) (laughs) So myth number three is that branding or personal branding is self-indulgent. Ooh, I like this. Yeah. And I've spotted this myth and this belief in in quite a few people up to this point, but I was reminded of it recently. I was at an event and the person leading the event, it was a focus of marketing for coaches. It's a lot of coaches in different types of categories, consultants, trainers, people like that. And the person leading the event, brilliant, incredible marketer, really knows his stuff about speaking the language of clients and putting together programs and things like that. But I noticed he kind of had a little mini tangent in part of the first day. It was like, branding people. And he kind of went off on it. Branding people will take you off course and this and that and not trusting branding people. And I had to get up on the mic. You know how in a lot of conferences there are kind of those mics that are in the the aisles and you can come up and say a comment or ask a question. I was like, I got to get on the mic and stand up for branding people. Yeah. (laughs) And and, and actually, I I kind of started it in a fun way. And I said, you know, I wanted to comment on the thing you said about branding people, about how they can lead people off course or people can put a lot of money into them and not get a return. And all that stuff really frustrates me too. That being said, I'm a branding person and (laughs) his jaw dropped. He wasn't expecting that I was going to say that, but I, but I really do. You know, in any industry, there's people that are coming from the heart, that care, that know their stuff, and they stand behind results. And there are also people that don't really know what they're doing and take advantage of people. And that in any industry, it hurts my heart. I know it does for you too to see anybody, you know, invest money in something that's not going to really help them propel forward. So I totally relate to what he said about those kinds of people, but I also wanted him to know that that's not the only way it can be. And when I brought that up, he said this additional thing, which is like, well, the thing that really, I'll tell you the thing that really gets me about branding people is this whole thing about sharing your uniqueness and it being all about you. And it's not all about you. I still agree with that, by the way. It's not all about you. But the flip side is when you share more of yourself in an intentional way, when you bring authenticity, when you bring your unique perspective, when you really find ways to highlight why your uniqueness is in service with the tribe of people that you serve, then you can create a culture where who you are is the absolute icing on the cake, the cherry on the sundae, and one of the big reasons that your clients want to work with you and not somebody else that does the same thing. And I'm, you can't see me right now, but I'm doing those bunny ear quotes, like the same thing. Because no one can really do the exact same thing, but why not hire another marketing coach? Why not hire another photographer? There are plenty of other people that do, you know, quote unquote, what we do. But how do you create 
a connection where your audience wants to work with you and only you. How do people do that? And and anyone listening, would you like to grow a tribe of people that look at all the other options and go, I want to work with you? Would you like to work with those people? What's awesome about them is they tend to be the best clients. They tend to be most engaged clients. They tend to get the best results. They don't haggle you about dollars and cents. They find a way to do it and they're totally engaged. And that often happens because you're bringing more of who you are in. It's not uniqueness at the expense of what your clients want. So if you want to sit around and have people pay to eat pizza, it might be possible, but I don't necessarily see a market for that, right? So it's not just about you and not them, but it's really that magic spot where you and your audience meet. And if you're not bringing you to the table, if you're not finding ways to put it in your everything from your business name to your tagline to your program names, I mean, there's so many opportunities and you don't have to do all of them, but finding places to really put your stamp on it, then you could really be missing out on growing that culture that is people connected to you and what you stand for just as much as the thing that you do. I think that's 100% accurate. Absolutely. So I'm going to throw my own little tangent in here because something you said just sparked something. So, you know, the Facebook memes, people post the little things all the time. And I'm I'm not a big fan of them, but I'm in a Facebook group with a whole bunch of people who are a big fan of them. And my friend Chrissy posted one maybe a month ago. I'm going to preface this by saying I didn't listen to a lot of pop culture music growing up. I was in a pretty sheltered environment. But my parents love Carly Simon. So we had the best of Carly Simon playing in our house a little bit too often, perhaps. But this meme that Chrissy posted was a Venn diagram. And the reason I'm bringing this up is because you said it's this magic spot where what you offer aligns with what your client needs desperately. And once you hit that magic spot, it's just it's golden. I mean, there's there's nothing that will stop them from working with you. But this meme was the Venn diagram. And underneath it, it said something like, you're so Venn, you think this diagram is about you. And I cracked up. Okay, I my husband's office is right next door to mine, but we have separate offices. And I was laughing so hard that he heard me over the webinar that he was listening to. And he comes in and he's looking at the computer and he's like, what? What's so funny? And I think that is the perfect example about how your uniqueness really can shine in your brand. So I thought this was hilarious. And to you listeners out there who don't get it, you clearly haven't listened to Carly Simon. You know, you're so vain, you think this song is about you, right? And I I mean, I grew up on that. So for me, it was freaking funny. And you know, my husband just didn't get it. And that's the perfect example. You know, I can put out so many things about me and I'm all about putting out a personal brand but keeping it professional and you can include tidbits of your life that someone will just latch onto and you know what sometimes they're going to see that tidbit of your life and they're going to be like huh oh that's interesting but so long as you're putting enough of you out there that they know that they can work with you that they will identify with you and you can identify within the same tribe that's how you get to that sweet spot and plus it's fun 
Like, it's fun to go, hmm, how could I include more of my personality in this? You know, I could show my tribe that, you know, after lunch to get back in energy, I do like a dorky happy dance and you put it out there and people are like, oh my God, that dance is so funny. I love that. You know, there's so many different ways that you can just put a little bit more out there or the person obviously had a mutual connection as you did to the music of Carly Simon and then you clicked with that. There's there's a million different creative ways. It's fun. And that's what I love about it is it's fun, it's creative, and it makes it easier because it goes back to marketing, branding, there's that power couple. So you can just put things out in a really basic way on all these channels. But what if you put it out in a way that was highly personalized, highly authentic, fun, and you don't have to try to be different when you're pulling from yourself and thinking about your audience, you know, this whole be different. You are different. Just put it out there. You know, you don't need to create being different. You just need to let some of those fun little flavors come forth in what you share with your audience. I think that people who worry about being self-indulgent in their personal brand have maybe seen a few too many people who are self-centered or people who who make it all about them. Like, I'm so cool. You should listen to what I'm saying because I'm cool rather than what you just gave as an example. Like, hey, I'm working. I just had lunch. I don't want the food coma. I'm going to do a happy dance. <laughs> That's not all about you. It's it's I'm going to get back to work. This is how I do it. And, you know, it's still somewhat business related, but it's your personal way of working. And that's what attracts people to you rather than, hey, I'm so cool. I'm an awesome dancer. Right. Yeah. Because they'll connect with you and you always have to put it through that filter. Maybe you don't want to. There's there's what you're putting out there. There's how you're putting it out there. Probably your potential clients may not want to see the hour long version of your happy dance. Probably not. Right. But the 30 second version they could be all over that. And then you just, you'd be amazed if, for those listening, if you haven't really experienced those super connected clients that really, really get you, what it's like when they say, you know, I've been following you for two years and the happy dance lunchtime thing, you just had me. I knew I had to work with you. You're like, that's the thing. I study my craft so much and that's the, because it's more multifaceted than that. And those are the things that people remember. And so, you know, again, it's it's about your authenticity. So if that's not you, if that's not your sensibility, then don't do that particular thing. But do something else that really expresses a little bit more about who you are and helps your audience see you as a complete person, not just somebody, you know, not just a bobblehead trying to sell their stuff on Facebook, you know. So some people listening may go, okay, well, so I get all the concepts, but how do I, what are some starting points for expressing my uniqueness? What are some simple starting points? So I love looking at a couple of different pieces that are like the through line of really expressing yourself and your brand. And I'm, I'm definitely a words person. So people that go and they see my site and you'll see over 100 blogs, you'll see I, that I like words. And I think it's a really great starting point is to get clear on your message. You know, how do you describe the work you do in a really simple way? The language of your clients is the language of results. So how can you describe what you really do in a way that frames results with it? So like Brittany, you know, you're not just a photographer. You really help people amplify their brand, reach more people and attract more of their perfect customers through the photos, you know? And so that's part of your message. And, you know, part of my message is that 
you can get the support to really be a client attraction magnet. And that could be authentic and fun even. Like pop that bubble of marketing has to be hard. So for those people listening, you know, what's your message? When you clarify that, you can put that out there more consistently. So that's one thing. And then the second thing is what's the tone of your message? I like to ask this question to all my clients and students how do you want your audience to feel? And you might think, well, everybody wants their audience to feel good. Well, okay, but I mean, do you want them to feel energized? Do you want them to feel relaxed? Do you want them to feel like, you know, everything's a party? Answering that question about how you want your audience to feel can inform not just the words that you use, but actually how you deliver that message. How do you talk on stage? You know, how do you talk on videos? What what visual elements do you include that can really express? You can imagine a wellness practitioner that's all about deep relaxation is probably going to have different style of delivery and different visuals than maybe a wellness practitioner that's all about getting back to incredible energy. <laughs> like they're going to feel totally different. So what answering one simple question really translates into a really different experience for your audience And the cool thing is this is creative. You can go a multitude of directions and still be in service with what audiences will want, but you get to ask yourself, what do you want to consistently put out there? What feels most true to you? What feeling would you like to deliver most? Because this is your business. That's one of the cool things about having it be your business. You get to to be an extremely active part in the creative process. And then, of course, listen to the feedback that your audience is giving you, but you get to create this this business and this brand around what you really care about, how you want to deliver, what you care about, who you want to work with, and what makes you feel good. Yeah, and that's one of the things I like about, you know, for example, when we go to your website, right? We see, like you mentioned before, you know, we see a lot of words. You've written quite a few blog posts. You're very consistent. I know that I'm going to see a new blog post every Wednesday morning. And people can depend on you for that. And they can also depend on you for looking through the messaging in their own brands once they hire you. You're going to notice if they're being consistent in tone. You're going to notice the energy level. Mm-hmm. I just love sharing these super quick sound bites of quotes that have hugely influenced me and how I approach business and branding and help other people. One of my huge mentors, even from way back when I read his book and I've done some work with him in person, is Michael Port. And he says, the sales transaction is proportional to the amount of trust you've built with the client. So a premium sale, for example, means that you've built a lot of trust. And that's what allows that to happen. So being consistent, really getting to the heart of what your message is, what that tone is. You know, you don't want to be like crazy, wild, rebellious one day and then super soft and timid the next day or people are going to be like, what the? Um, So really about being consistent and getting clear on those most important elements. And so that's, that's actually one of the things that inspired me to add in a speaking program into what I offer. And so some people might go, okay, branding, business building, client attraction, and speaking seem like really different things. Well, actually, when you create a client attracting talk, you basically get to get clear on all of those most important elements and bottle up your brand, you know, in a 15-minute, a 30-minute, you know, or maybe even an hour presentation that gives people a full experience of you and tons of value 
And then you get to just options for moving forward with you and potentially buying your services. And it's a very, very powerful thing to have a focused activity like that that's essentially a fast track to connecting and building that trust. Because I mean, if, if you had to have somebody that was wowed by your presentation and got so much value and really connected to your uniqueness versus had never spoken to you before, and you could have a conversation about moving forward. I mean, who do you think would be easier to connect with and chat with about that? Probably the person that's been exposed to you already and has really bought in before you get to the details, the options, and the dollars and cents. So that's that's something that when we move toward it here, I know we're probably getting pretty close to wrapping up. I want to offer a really powerful free first step that people listening can take to utilize some of the skills around speaking as a way to bottle up their brand in the most powerful way, to be that incredible walking billboard, to lead with value and to inspire premium sales as a result of doing those things. Why don't you tell us a little bit about that? And then we'll also have links in the notes for this cast as well. So the thing that everybody can get instant access to right away is a three-part video series. And it's a step-by-step process to skyrocket your business to six figures by sharing your message. So a lot of what I just talked about, and and I want to say that even though we didn't touch on this until right now in the podcast, that a huge part about how I was able to build my own business very quickly was by leveraging speaking and sharing with groups so that I didn't have to go one by one by one, but could actually reach a group of people at a time and really find those people that highly, highly resonated with my message and what I stood for, and then talk about how we could work together. So it's a really powerful process. And the other thing that you're going to learn as you go into this video series is When you use something like speaking in the most effective way, it requires you to get clear on those most essential aspects of your brand, like your audience, your message, and what you're selling. So whether you decide to focus on speaking as your primary marketing strategy like I did or to use it as part of the mix, getting clear on those things will only serve you in every possible way, including knowing how to hire a rock star photographer like Brittany and how to use utilize that photography to really fit the identity of your business because you're going to get clear on what that identity is and what you need to focus on to get the most results every time you step out and you market yourself. So it's really powerful, totally free, and they can access that by going to brandyouyoubusiness.com forward slash six, the word six, dash figures. And you'll see that full video series there. So that's brandyoubusiness.com forward slash S-I-X hyphen figures. And that's where you can see the video series that Danielle was just talking about. Totally free and really supportive to help you fast track your marketing and get great results. And to get clear, which is what we've been talking about this whole time, to get clear so that everything you do is consistent, so that you have that alignment we talked about in the first myth, and that you you, you have that option to continue having a holistic brand that, that evolves as you evolve and gets you the clients that are always perfect for you. Well, thank you so much, Danielle. I'm really excited. 
we have, you know, a lot in common and we we speak to a lot of the same things. So I was really excited to hear your take in particular on how to build that trust between clients, how to be authentic in your marketing, both in person and online. And I'm really excited that we touched so much on the results of what clarity in your brand will bring to a business. Yeah, it's huge. It's everything, right? So sometimes we just need to step back and really understand why and then take the steps to get that clarity so we can make everything so much easier. I like making things easier. Easier sounds good to me. (laughs) Me too. Mo easy is mo better, quote Danielle Louise Ross. (laughs) Well, I think that's a perfect way to close this. I think it is too. Thank you so much to Danielle, not only for taking the time to share these branding myths, but also for exploring the idea with me that branding is an always evolving process. It's really fun hearing someone from a slightly different perspective come to the same conclusion as me. As a reminder, you can find Danielle's free gift, Step by Step to Six Figures, by sharing your message in our show notes. And you can get to those at brittanygardner.com forward slash 001. Today's show was sponsored by the Ignite Your Brand Quick Fire Challenge. It's a free seven-day email course designed to take you through a branding foundations and brand up-leveling process. You'll learn how to speak to your ideal client, how to show up for them, and how to put out content that will attract the best client for you into your business. You can sign up at brittanygardner.com forward slash quickfire. It's all bite-sized chunks and daily tasks you can do yourself to move your brand right on up to that next level. Thanks for listening to the Know, Like, and Trust show with Brittany Gardner. For notes on today's show, visit brittanygardner.com slash podcast. You can also subscribe and leave a review on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. To learn more about building your personal brand for your business, visit brittanygardner.com.